The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is Dana Perkins, and you're listening to Switched On, the BNEF podcast. On today's bonus episode, we will talk about the things to watch for industrial metals in 2024. I'm joined by Yushan Huo. She's an analyst from BNEF's metals and mining team. We discuss steel, copper, and aluminum. On the topic of steel, she shares what impact a continued slump in the Chinese property market could have on steel demand and whether sectors such as shipbuilding and clean energy infrastructure could offset this. Regarding copper, we discuss whether a global rollout of grids could drive demand. And following the closure of two large Latin American mines, is supply secure? And finally, we come to aluminum. Will the continued expansion of the global solar sector raise demand, given that on average, it requires about 14 tons of the metal per megawatt of additional capacity? To access this research note, Industrial Metals Monthly, Things to Watch 2024, BNEF subscribers are going to be able to find it at bnf.com or at BNF Go on the Bloomberg Terminal. Now, as always, if you like this podcast, subscribe to receive an update when future episodes are published and give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to share us with others. Right now, though, let's jump into our conversation with Yu Chen regarding what lies ahead for industrial metals. Yu Chen, thank you very much for joining us on Switched On today. Thank you for having me. So let's start with one of the most important materials for construction, manufacturing of many kinds. Let's start with steel. Global steel demand was impacted this last year in 2023 by issues that we saw in the Chinese real estate sector cooling. So will a continued Chinese property market cooling have an impact on steel demand in the year ahead? Well, yes, Chinese steel demand uh, in 2024 will likely continue its decline following falls in 2023. And that's only to continuing issues in the real estate sector. Of course, the Chinese government has been introducing multiple plans and measures to rescue the sector, but there is no quick remedy here. So there is going to take a longer time for the sector to recover. And with that, on the other hand of the story, China's shipbuilding and clean power infrastructure will likely become key drivers of steel demand growth in 2024. And despite these overall faults in China, the global steel consumption will gather positive momentum and likely reach 1.8 billion tons in 2024. And there is steady growth in emerging Asia. There is the delayed recovery in Europe's manufacturing. And there is also the subsidy feed manufacturing revival in the U.S., which are all growth drivers globally for 2024. So there'll be a shift between industries to some extent within China and then a shift within countries around the world. And, you know, you're saying that we're expected to see more steel next year, which then brings us to what it's made of. How about iron ore supply? Do you see the supply of iron ore actually increasing at the right rate to keep up with this? Global iron ore supply is uh, expected to rise with the ramp up of, of new projects and the efficiency improvements at existing operations. However, if you look at the supply on a quarter on quarter basis, 
Weather events such as the rainy season in Brazil and the cyclone season in Australia will still likely tighten supply, especially for the first quarter. And currently, the China port site iron ore inventory has remained low at around 120 million tons after hitting a multi-year low in October 2023. So any disruption to supply could have a pretty large impact on the market. However, we do think that in 2024, there will be a rise in production from non-mainstream suppliers and help the market to meet the growth demand. You talked about the weather in relation to iron ore supply, and I, I definitely familiar with the weather and its impact on gas consumption. I mean, we talk about this in our summer and our winter gas outlooks here. So those who are actually looking at this metal, are they also looking very closely at the weather? Or is this something that just happens every season? And do you expect a decrease in supply in certain parts of the world? Because, you know, cyclone season happens every year. Yeah, you are right. I think this is a more、um, seasonal trend that we observe for every first quarter of the year because that is the rainy season in Brazil. At the same time, it is also the cycled season in Australia. And during those seasons, we might see disruptions to operations. We might see disruptions to ports. Ports might close down because of cyclones, so people will be closely watching this in the first quarter, and it usually has an impact in the first quarter. But we, because there is an anticipation, so the market should be already managed without any significant weather issues happen in the first quarter. So in 2023, China had mandated some steel production curbs, and as we enter the year ahead, should those persist in some form, what are really the dynamics? How is this going to impact steel production? Well, Chinese steel production curbs in 2023 has been less restrictive if we compare that to what happened, for example, in 2021. But it is still impactful. And this could remain a wild card, especially for the second half of 2024. And the China State Council in the December of 2023 has reiterated that any new increase in the steelmaking capacity is prohibited in an action plan for continuous air improvement quality. That said, environmental controls on steel manufacturers could make a return in 2024, and these curbs have proven in the past to be pretty powerful market movers for Chinese steel prices as well as global iron ore prices. Now, given that we're kind of doing a whistle-stop tour of many of the industrial metals in the things to watch section today, let's talk a little bit about copper, which we know is really important for electric vehicle batteries. We know it's important for renewable energy equipment, and then grids. Oh, grids! What an important theme! Expanding grid connectivity for all the new infrastructure. So this metal is important for us. What do you think is going to happen with it in the year ahead? Yeah, I'm really glad that you mentioned grids because the bulk of energy transition demand for copper will be coming from power grid expansions, which is to connect newly built renewable power generation plants. And we do forecast that this will need 5.8 million tons of refined copper in 2024, and that is 8% higher on the year. Overall, copper demand globally is projected to increase slightly in 2024, and that's driven by increase in what you mentioned, including EV adoption and clean power installations. However, there is going to be some stagnation in the traditional sectors. So, with more than half of the largest copper refineries in the world in China, essentially, are we seeing the same output constraints on copper as we are for steel, or do we expect copper output in China to continue to grow? 
In 2023, the monthly refined copper output in China has reached an all-time high uh, in November 2023, and that's at 1.14 million tons. And this is on track to climb even further as more smelting capacities are still being added. And this massive uh, capacity expansion is making China more dependent on the imported copper ore. Uh, which rose 9% in 2023 from the previous year and set a new record of 27.5 million tons. And the shortage of mined copper could restrict global refined copper output. But additional mine supply is also underway in 2024. And how about in the rest of the world? So are we looking at any shortages on the copper ore that's required to make copper that's useful for the grids? Yeah, for mine copper, actually, we have observed a increasing challenge for building new mine projects. And that's due to delays in receiving mining permits coming from protests from local communities and poorer economics of mining copper due to declining ore grades. And we have already seen in 2023, for example, in Panama, the government had shut down a giant copper mine owning to countrywide anti-mining protests. And meanwhile, in Peru, which is the second largest copper miner globally, the mining investments declined 19% in the first half of 2023 compared to the previous year, and that is due to political uncertainty. So we've been through steel, we've been through copper, now let's go to aluminum or aluminium, depending upon where in the world you are. How is the market positioned for aluminum supply in 2024? Global primary aluminum outputs likely exceeded 70 million tons in 2023 and will climb to reach about 72 million tons in 2024. And China's output sets monthly records in 2023, but there is a supply ceiling sets at 45 million tons, and we do expect China to hit that ceiling in the coming years. However, if you look elsewhere, European smelters are not expected to resume operations at a major scale because of the falling in regional manufacturing demand. So overall, aluminum markets expected to move into a small surplus between 2023 to 2025, despite this curtailment in European production. So you're talking about the production end of things, but let's actually go a little bit into detail on demand. What actually drives demand for aluminum and where is it used the most in the transition? Yeah, if you're talking about energy transition demand for aluminum, we do see that the solar sector is becoming a key driver of demand, which requires about 14 tons per megawatt of new capacity on average. And the 2023 estimates for global solar isolation, in fact, exceeded prior BNF estimates. And we do expect this to grow another 24% in 2024. So high interest rates and inflation, the double I's, were things that came up as uh, important themes across most of the sectors that we covered last year. So thinking about interest rates, how do you think this is going to have an impact on producers in these industrial metals sectors in the year ahead? Yeah, I think inflationary pressures in 2023 has really give industrial metals producers some difficulty in 2023. And we do see that, for example, China's average steel product margins nearly half from the previous average in 2022. And at the same time, for aluminum smelters in China, they also seen their profit uh, margins narrowed in 2023. 
as the selling prices of the product drop faster than the cost. And one reason is the distressed real estate sector in China hampered demand for both steel and aluminum. But at the same time, there is elevated iron ore and coking prices, which limited any cost relief for the producers. And in 2024, we do expect policy measures to boost infrastructure spending and help rescue property markets to gradually improve conditions for producers. But outside of China, as gas and electricity prices stabilized in Europe uh, in 2023, energy-intensive metal industries, including steelmaking and aluminum smelting, found some relief in this cause. However, production costs climbed again in the second half of 2023 due to higher input material prices that include iron ore and steel scrap in particular. So we do expect these pressures to continue to bring fluctuations uh, in exchange rates, in freight rates, as well as raw material input costs. So at the same time, costs associated with carbon emissions in metals producing processes will also see increasingly reflected, especially in Asia-produced calculations. For example, China is looking to include steel and aluminum in its carbon market, and we do expect to come true in the coming years. Okay, so lastly, let's finish on prices. And I would say that your team, you guys went out on the skinny branch and you guys decided to give proper price forecasts for next year. So of course, telling the future, it's impossible to do. And there's a number of factors that could come any which way changing things, including the weather. But let's go through the three industrial metals that we just discussed. And let's hear what their price forecasts are, starting with, let's say, iron. Of course, Iron ore price forecast is pointing to declining trends in 2024, um, as the is unlikely going to sustain due to weakness, especially in China's recovery. And the median price forecast in 2024, a clarification here is that the forecast is not just from beneath ourselves. We do composite and look at others' forecasts. And the median price forecast for iron ore in 2024 is $110 per metric ton. And moving to other metals for copper had a later rally in 2023, and we do expect those momentum to be carried over into 2024. And steady demand outlook is a main driver for the price growth in forecast in 2024, which is expected to reach $8,600 per ton for the medium price forecast. And for aluminum, for aluminum prices is set to grow as well with production curbs and supply disruptions from delayed projects exerting upward pressure on the market. And the 2024 median price forecast is $2,350 per ton. So behind those numbers, and you went through this, but just to quickly summarize, iron ore declining, copper staying high at the start of the year, and aluminum potentially growing. So great summary. All different, all, all different for each of the three. So it'll be an interesting year to watch industrial metals. Yuchen, thank you so much for coming and doing this kind of quick bonus episode and walking through the various things we're thinking about in the year ahead. Thank you for having me. Switched On is produced by Cam Gray with production assistance from Kamala Schelling and Alushi Karunaratne. Bloomberg NEF is a service provided by Bloomberg Finance LP and its affiliates. This recording does not constitute nor should it be construed as investment advice, investment recommendations, or a recommendation as to an investment or other strategy. Bloomberg NEF should not be considered as information sufficient upon which to base an investment decision. Neither Bloomberg Finance LP nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness 
correctness of the information contained in this recording and any liability as a result of this recording is expressly disclaimed. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.